thank you everybody so much for coming to the movie podcast live my name is shabazz i am one of the hosts of this amazing live show that we're doing today this is our second time here at fan expo doing a live show and we're super super excited we're joined by a great guest who will be telling you in a few minutes who that is but you probably already know uh and of course beside me i have I- i'm daniel and again like every time we have a special guest on the show we somehow like their name is on yeah on the, the sign beside you, but yes. we're like, well, let's not say who it is. No, that no. could Keep be anybody. Guessing. That could be anybody yeah, we don't up know. there. We don't know if they're here. And of course, it's me, Anthony. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I have like a, a a clown costume for some reason. No. Those were Mario. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, this we're is so amazing. Excited. It's a great turnout. Yeah. We love doing these live shows. This is like Shay said. This is the second time we're doing one, and so thanks for letting us to do one again. Like this is awesome. Yeah. And thanks yeah. to Sonar for inviting us back. Absolutely. And of course, we are joined by Canadian legend, Jay McCarroll. Come on up. Come on up, Jay. It's like he just won an award. Yes. Yeah. The movie podcast award. Yeah. One and only. A movie potty. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, that's what we're calling call it. Yeah, the movie no? potty. Jay? All right. Hello, Jay. Thanks. Hello, Jay. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Hello. Hello to all the audience. How, how are you doing today, Jay? Uh, great. It's great to be here at Fan Expo. I come every year. Uh, I am a, uh, a nerd through and through, so I'm here amongst my people. Are you cosplaying? Uh, not so big on cosplaying, but I support it. If you were to, yeah, what character would you would like to be? Um, let's see. Oh, you know who I always have a, a, a an affiliation with is Cloud from Final Fantasy yes. VII. Okay, Good okay. Choice. My first... Um, RPG hero that I, uh, you know, was my avatar as my as my first RPG. So yeah. I have a, a real soft spot for him. I love that. You just have to dye your hair blonde like Anthony, and you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those big Buster swords. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. We love yeah. seeing it. Yeah, this is a great crowd. I mean, we're we're in Toronto. We love coming to any event when we're in Toronto. This is where we're from. We love doing shows here, and we love doing it with an audience like you. So thank you yeah. all for being here again. Any fans of Nirvana, the band, the show in here? Oh, I'm nice. so glad they've heard of it. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to be talking to Jay about all of that and more. You know, Jay's got a lot of stuff that he's done. And obviously, Jay, we're super excited to have you on the show. Yeah. And uh, really dig deep into your tra- trauma, your childhood, uh, everything that we possibly can. We're yeah. going to go right into it. Now we're, we're opening up all the wounds today. So yes. Thank you for being here. Oh, great. Let's let's get started. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to go first, Daniel? Yeah. No. I, you know, there is a movie that came out earlier this year that we absolutely loved on the movie podcast. And, you know, you were involved in this movie in a couple different ways. Uh, has anyone here seen Blackberry? Woo! Yeah, that's good. One of the best movies this year. If you have not seen it yet, you need to go watch it. Jay, you were the executive producer on the project. You were also the composer on it. So I'm, I'm just curious for you, how long have you been involved in this world? Like when, when Matt, you know, came to you, did Matt come to you with this idea? Like, hey, I want to do a movie about Blackberry. Were you the first person he went to? Like, you know, we're, we want to tell the story. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I've grown up with Matt. Um, him and I sort of uh, found each other when we were like, you know, 16 and, and we shared the same taste and, and sense of humor and we kind of hit it off as, as best pals. So um, we've been sort of attached at the hip for all the all the projects that he has um, uh, really quarterbacked. And luckily, I just get to uh, be a part of all of them and be a helping hand in a lot of different ways. I'm kind of like a Swiss army knife um, in the Zapruder world. I do music, obviously, but I end up just doing a lot of other things too, like 
just to help uh, realize a project. Um, like for BlackBerry, this was the first time on uh, one of his, one of our Zapruder projects that uh, I storyboarded the whole thing, and then Matt and I would record all the voices, and we, so we did the entire movie. There's a cartoon animatic of the entire movie with just Matt and I's voice, uh, <laughs> voicing every single character, doing the whole script, and there's pictures for every single line. Um, and that was such a huge uh, way to kind of like put the movie up on its feet, and um, and it just really exemplifies how like we as a very small team uh, kind of share a, a vision. Um, but the whole time, I should say, is just that Matt is just year after year getting to be uh, a way a, a, a more and more powerful of a mind, um, and so it's just a great way to kind of go to film school by just being friends with him year after year. That's amazing. That's awesome. I yeah. got I'm curious though, during this animated version where you guys are doing, is there is there is that going to be released? Can we ever see that? You're going to see clips of it on the um uh the CBC the, version? No, the the featurettes on the DVD oh, Blu-ray okay. cuz everybody still has a Blu-ray and DVD player. Of course. <laughs> um, of course. But we went all out with a lot of different <clears throat> uh behind the scenes stuff. There's a making of the score and everything that I did, but also there's a making of the animatic, and you can see the side by side. Um, funny story: we almost had cast in the movie um, Will Arnett as oh, wow. Jim, um, and so we were kind of thinking at this time that we were making the animatic that it was going to be Will Arnett playing Jim, and so I was doing a Will Arnett impression <laughs> of, <laughs> of Jim Balsley throughout this whole animatic cartoon really version. Rough voice. So it's a very strange uh, cartoon version of the movie that I'm hoping maybe can just leak in its entirety at some point. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, like, I think we'll make sure it leaks. I would love to watch the whole animatic of that experience. Yeah, just leave the USB just because it's here so somewhere. like uh -huh. grassroots too. Like you know, like it just has this vibe of these are filmmakers who are making something from scratch with that collaborative vision yeah and just that's that's those stories is what kind of like you see in you know the future of your your career like you'll be talking about it 10 years from now and people will be looking for it yeah i hope i hope so yeah that would be nice it was certainly a lot of fun we didn't take it seriously or anything like it was a very fun way i i suggest any filmmakers out there to do the same thing to just you don't have to draw well but just to kind of see the movie and realize oh this part's ridiculous we have to cut that completely um or this part we have to make sure we do it just like that on the day really fun yeah because because you and you and matt especially have this like obviously everyone here who's who's seen a the band the show is just it's phenomenal we like i like leading up to this we've just been re-watching episodes because it's just such a comforting show and what you guys were able to pull off with that uh and it, it's funny seeing blackberry which has so much of that dna woven within it mm -hmm. where it could be like funny and zany but also tell a very serious story as well too right yeah yeah we wanted very much the movie to be funny as a bonus and not you know coming across like a comedy because the moment you advertise that you're making a comedy everyone kind of just goes all right well how funny is it <laughs> yeah. and they're watching it like is it funny enough i came for a comedy so we like a lot of the, our projects as of late, we, we don't even think about the comedy at all. We just assume that that's going to happen naturally. We don't like to write jokes. It's just you work very hard on trying to make a, a good st story that works and then uh, 
if you can be funny in, in telling that, then you have the best of both worlds. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, there is like a, there, an extended cut of the film coming out on November 9th that will be played on broadcast. The miniseries. The miniseries yes. version of it. Any differences that we should be looking out for? Anything that you know stands out to you like, oh, this is a, different in it? Well, it's, it's interesting that it, it shows a lot more of the movie story. Like, so there's more angles and more and scenes will go on longer. Like uh, the same scene you saw in the movie will go on longer in the miniseries and you'll kind of get new information. And uh, there's some new jokes and some new music and um, just sort of deepens the, the story of Blackberry a little bit. Awesome. That's wicked. We can't yeah. wait to see it. Was scoring always like a big passion of yours? Yeah. I, I, since like high school, or actually, well, since I was a kid, I loved uh, film scores. Huge. Yeah. But I remember making, uh, remember when you made like uh, burn CDs of like mixed stuff, right? Yeah. All of mine were all film score uh, cues. Um, and I didn't realize how um, rare that is. So I guess a lot of people did it, but like looking back, I'm like, I guess I really did kind of like it if I was doing that as right. opposed to just the hit. What songs. was that? What was the score that really like connected you to that medium? Um, well, all the all the top dog stuff, like anything John Williams, yeah, kind of pretty much went the furthest down to the recesses of my brain to show me how much magic is in cinema. Like that's like seeing the e the ending of E.T. from the bike chase to the end is something I cannot watch to this day without welling up just in awe of cinema magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just the, the music, but just the relationship between the music and the story. You could just buy into it wholesale and all of a sudden you're just like, you're lit up. Um, and then I really got into when John Bryan started to do those kind of nice bespoke scores for the early Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Um, th those really kind of turned me on to the kind of cool, um, smaller orchestra stuff. Very, very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. We would definitely want to talk about Nirvana the Bandit show as well. And there's so much about that show that's so, like, you always kind of wonder, how did you guys get away with so much on that show? In the terms of, like, there's people out there, then you're like, okay, is, is this person in on the joke? What's going on? But the thing that I really want to talk about is the title sequences of the references in every show. How much fun did you guys have at that and was there ever a time where you're like oh we can't get the rights to this or we can't get that ability to do this well there's a there's a lot to talk about there but like <laughs> the title sequences were always just uh these you know ideas that are birthed in some sort of writing session where everyone just kind of knows collectively when we say we're going to do the wire or we're going to do daredevil that we will stop at nothing to do it like as one-to-one -one as we possibly can. If you're doing a parody, you're you're in the clear. You mm -hmm. could do parody stuff, so you might as well just go all out and not do a cheap version of it. And then in that process, like if it's Triz doing our VFX or one of our editors going to town on it, you know it's going to become its own rabbit hole of a project where they're just going to nerd out on it until it's perfect. So that's always great, having a good team to do a good title sequence. Um, but what was the other thing you asked about? I guess like how much were you guys able to get away with? Because like even in uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking of like <laughs> like the Star Wars. We like... don't get away with a lot <laughs> of what things. What if the Simpsons one? Yeah, it, our our show is riddled with um, you know, semi weird gray area legalities, and we've been 
sued or injunctioned with by the Nirvana estate so many times. Oh, um, oh, wow. yeah. They really don't want us to have any merch or social media and I don't understand it. I really, I'm really convinced that Dave Grohl hasn't actually seen the show. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd love it. I'm sure he. he why, what's what's not to love? Um, it has nothing to do with Nirvana. No, you know, yeah. it's just it's, a complete joke about their. It's it's just sort of like a, a a a naive joke that kind of uh is a great example of just how naive they are. Is that that's the title of the show, but. It has been a bit of a barrier to entry in terms of how accessible it sounds like when you say, have you seen Nirvana, the band, the show? And people are like, what? No, and <laughs> I don't want to. Just leave me alone. I don't like the name of that. Um, but yeah, we, we got away with a lot of stuff because maybe it seems more dangerous than it is, or maybe we just kind of got away with it. Like where the line is drawn, that's kind of where we want y'all to be watching That's the show being like is that real or is that real yeah. yeah and we sometimes are doing things for real and sometimes not there's always this like element of pinky in the brain whenever i watch the show where it's just you guys always are trying to take over the world but really trying to get up to play the we show use pinky in the brain as the example of what we're trying to do <laughs> i love it. all the time i love that <laughs> we keep it pinky in the brain that's good that's yeah. good now speaking of nirvana the man the show nirvana the band the show the movie is this yeah. is this what we're? It's we're, official. It's official. It's happening. It's happening. So let's get a round of applause for that. That's amazing. Uh, how excited are you guys to be now returning to I mean, where the show left off? But like, what what are you most excited about? What can you even tell us about? Like, when we expect it, or what are we looking forward to? What the plot's going to be like? Obviously, we want to get a we want to see you guys perform yeah. a show at a certain location in Toronto, eventually. <laughs> It, it might happen. Who knows? <laughs> You'll have to watch the movie. It, it's it's going to happen pretty quick. Uh, we're shooting it like we're in pre-production right now. We're shooting it very soon. Just doing some camera tests. We're taking um, an RV across America, and it's going to be kind of like a road trip movie. Oh, that's amazing. And we're going to meet cool. a lot of people. And um, uh, what else can I say without spoiling <laughs> anything? No one's going to leak anything here. This is all private. Is this being recorded? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> These mics aren't even plugged in. But you're going to get it pretty quick. We're going to we're gonna turn it out quick because, you know, since BlackBerry, there's a lot of things um, that we're able to explore doing. And um, Matt wants to make a lot of movies, and we do too. So we're trying to just get Nirvana the band out there so that it we keep that... Uh, IP alive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And how about like uh, something else that I love that you guys both did with Matt and Jay Break Loose? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've never seen an animated show that just so seamlessly transitions your characters. It's like, yeah, but you guys are you guys are animals now. No big deal. But it's just, like, it just but it's a, that, that energy's there. Reskinned <laughs> yeah. versions yeah. of you and Matt. Like, what was that experience like? And I guess trying to tell a story in that animated form of who you guys are. Well, that's when we first did the. Um, animatic storyboarding mm -hmm. and realized how helpful that was for us and how much we loved doing it. Um, and yeah, like, writing Nirvana the Band, the show in sort of like a children's book bedtime story fashion was a great way to kind of just like simplify the writing down to its all of its little archetypal um, pieces that make up what makes a Nirvana the Band story and it's sort of like rather than trying to come up with something new, we actually wanted to just really um, refine what it is that these guys 
what, what their thing is, the pinky and the brain of it all. And it was really fun to just nerd out on that. Um, and we got to work with, you know, animators and everything and just pretty much do a bunch of Zoom meetings during COVID and present to them some crappy uh, sketches. And then they'd be like, how about we make it really good like this? And they'd send you a couple <laughs> pictures and be like, oh, yeah, let's go with uh, option B. That looks great. <laughs> best job for a couple months. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I really hope that uh, we get to see you guys return to that form because I think there's there's such a incredible just rhythm to your guys' comedy and I think it just works so well in an animated form too. Thank you, yeah. We're, we're, we're hoping to do more. Love it. We'd like to do more of that cartoon actually, not uh, not children's story. We're maybe still in the children's story uh, genre but being able to d drop a good F-bomb here oh, yeah. or <laughs> get really edgy on some subject matter, you know. Just like Nirvana the Band is very edgy but we're not trying for it we just no. want the option to go the, anywhere we want to go yeah it yeah. always feels organic like whenever you guys do go to that r-rated area it's like oh okay that it felt earned at that moment yeah oh my god and we're very we've we've when we shoot we we might go too far here and there but we're always very careful trying to be um as tasteful as we can with um any of that stuff when we're editing it absolutely how much how much of the show is on paper when you're actually writing a script because there's some moments that just go on this like I, I always think of a moment where uh you're playing something on the piano and you're mimicking having a phone but and Matt's just so adamant like no just your phone's right beside you just pick up your phone and pretend you're on the phone <laughs> like how much of those moments are you guys like thinking about beforehand or is it just like in that oh, moment never too? nothing it's, it's all <laughs> it's all improvised the only thing that we know going in is just what our motivations are and what the arc is going to be who changes by the end um it's like uh, I'm sure everyone's heard that. You know, it's how they shoot curb your enthusiasm. You just have an A to B thing, and and when you know what, what what your destination is, you can shoot it five times and have a different kind of rhythm and pace and bunch of improv leading up to it. And then when it goes to editing and you have two cameras, you can kind of mix mm -hmm. sometimes different reactions. And then you are kind of gifted this really bizarre reality that never actually occurred, but it feels real. Yeah. I love that. What's one of your favorite references that you got to do on the show? Um, probably the Indiana Jones uh, parody. We really leaned into Indiana Jones when we broke out that map from the ROM, <laughs> which was real. And... Uh, we got into a lot of trouble for that. Really? Oh yeah. Because that 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 yeah that joke buildup of using the phone was so good. We're like, oh okay. And then when just Matt just smashes it. So there's a funny thing about that is that I I said to Matt right before we shot that, and I said, oh I got a great joke. I'll say just use your phone, and then you misinterpret it as using <laughs> your phone to smash the glass. Then as we're, then we said, okay, let's go and just practice. We had snuck in a fake uh, exhibit into the ROM piece by piece. Wow. And it looked like <laughs> completely uh, inconspicuous um, amongst the other exhibits. So, and we'd done that the day before. So we went in there and we had all our cameras set up. So people were going to, looking at fake just props for they, a day? They would walk by it and kind of look at it. Oh, an old map of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Um, so then we were like, let's go... Uh, just do a little practice run um, because we only have one shot at this. So let's let's get our lines right. So we w walked up to it and started to do a practice run. And this French guy <laughs> walks up 
and starts talking to us and he's like, oh, what are you doing? You're looking at it? It looked like you want to take it. Huh? <laughs> and we're kind of looking at each other and we know that I look over and Jared is just over behind the corner. <laughs> we're like, I think we're going. I think this is the one yeah. chance we're doing this. And then, yeah, sure enough, this guy drops the line. Why don't you just use your phone? And then Matt, I'm like, yeah. I look at him. Yeah, use your phone. And then Matt smashes this fake glass. And this French guy is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and we run out of there. But but then, I don't know if people here all know the story. Uh, this uh, large guy grabs Matt by the neck and says, don't move. And we just kind of had planned for some sort of escape that we weren't sure how far we were going to push it. We weren't expecting some bystander to yeah. come and intervene. Good Samaritan. A good <laughs> Samaritan who ended up being an ex-cop. Oh, good. Oh, that's, yeah. why, that's, what, that's why he had that sort of a good authority. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt got out of the net grab and we took off and then the Indiana Jones music starts <laughs> and, uh, and we had a lot of fun with that. And so that, that was my favorite episode, I think. But we, we got into a lot of trouble. We... We have uh, been like you just, have not been back there since. Yeah, yeah, we have. No, we've been back. They they think we're very polite and everything. <laughs> they they didn't want us to use the the any of the footage for the show, yeah. and we had to fight for a long time to use it. And then we used it. Must, like, <laughs> is that like a common occurrence? Just being running gun. Let's do it and hope for the best. Yes, and we're not dying today. Yeah, we were worried. We're like, man, if this was in America, like, and we started running out, like, there's a chance somebody might shoot us. Like, and we didn't want to take that risk. And we figured, well, that's probably at about a one percent here, so we'll we'll risk we'll it. We'll go for it. The one percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you met Matt and what that experience was like? Was it like we're immediate friends? Were we like we're the same rhythms type thing, or was it like I don't like this person? <laughs> it's 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 quite kismet in a way because his girlfriend went to my high school and um uh she knew me as a sort of like music guy at the high school and uh she knew Matt at his high school was the film guy who was going around with the camera and everything and he was making his first um movie his f first feature movie in like grade 11 or 12 Sure why not with just some digital camcorder and uh, she's like you should do the music for his film and so that's how we met for me to do music to his film and then i met him for the first time at a movie theater oh okay. so it was very very movie um themed our friendship i love that and were you guys like same like i think of it like you guys did a conversation with tiff where you just had all like this like super like nerdy stuff stuff that we all love oh yeah it was around. all the same stuff and it's like you guys were just saying like this is our all of our interests like yeah. same type movies of and uh and video games all the same and that was pretty much at that age all you needed to <laughs> yeah. bond with uh, with somebody else if they had those same tastes then we're best friends now yeah, yeah. i love that plus it, we we kind of started our nirvana the band dynamic like right away that's how we kind of came up with the characters is that he loved to have me play the piano and be able to recall every you know theme of, of all the stuff that we liked and so i would play zelda and then he would just get so amped up with energy <laughs> and just run around the living room being link or it would be anything you know like we'd, i just play something and then he would go off um and so the, the characters really are real in some sense oh but yeah we we've been best pals 
for a long time. That's wicked. We had a chance to speak with Matt uh, during the BlackBerry movie when it was coming out. And one of the things that he mentioned was that he always wants to work on just Canadian-based movies, like whether it's true stories. And he said he would never touch Hawaiian pizza. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Would you want to do a Hawaiian pizza movie? Hawaiian pizza in the movie? I, I never understood this Hawaiian pizza controversy where people are like, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. It's a big thing. It yeah. feels like a very politically incorrect stance to take. <laughs> like, it, what do you care what, the, what somebody enjoys, you know? Uh, but I like pineapple on pizza. I'll just be official about that. Oh, wow, it's out there now. That's what we got. Yeah. We got some applause for that. first. Yeah. yeah. I like How about that. like insulin or, or zipper the movie? Hmm? Zipper, because zippers are Canadian. Oh, z- oh, zipper. Yeah, the the inventor of the zipper. Yeah, maybe there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to find a real that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, maybe you use the zipper as sort of like a rhythmic thing. Yeah, guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First score with like just all zipper sounds. Yeah. You know, there's something there. I think there is something there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the one of the other things that we brought up to Matt, and we also spoke to you about that night. Uh, and again, I'm I, I'm sorry to bring it up, but it's just it was such a part of like me growing up on the internet is the we shop the we update day song oh yeah that you guys created did you ever anticipate it to have like this longevity that there's twitter accounts dedicated to you there's reddit accounts dedicated to just this one song every wednesday being posted <laughs> something you guys created like what 2008 yeah. or nine like yeah um no we obviously didn't <laughs> we didn't expect anything ever to happen when we made the show like we made the show and hosted it on just our website like dot com mm-hmm. that was it like there was no we didn't have it on youtube or anything so the fact that people were able to find it was such a word of mouth success that we could not have anticipated and that we shopping channel thing was just something we decided to do that night and finished it and, and finished the edit that night it was the fastest piece of nirvana the band uh, content that we ever made and probably the most you know what I mean like widely known it's really fun I, I like it it's a great song <laughs> like it's it's like anytime it comes up on the feed I will watch the whole thing just because it's just you're, you're just so you just it's so the lyrics that like just the game titles and obviously because we're all like big like gamers and stuff like that and I think when we go back to that time of like every Wednesday waiting for the Wii shop to update and see what games are going to be dropped, right? Like, it just brings you back to that time. It's just so catchy. We were really into the Wii culture. Like, yeah. We would, yes. like, send emails. Oh, the, the on, mail to on, each other's... Yeah. Oh, yeah it was the, the blue light will light up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love that. I remember... Uh, just a memory came to me now, like, where I had met this girl that I wanted to ask out, and and Matt and I... And Matt helped me write what my email ask out was to her and we, we worked on it all night and we were just sitting there oh i pass it to me and he'd pass him the controller and sort of mouse over like what if you change what if you put a comma here <laughs> how does it change the, the rhythm of the sense yeah like that that's so funny yeah what games were you playing on we then like what were uh, we were big into we sports big into the tennis we got big into the second sports game the ping oh, pong oh, one. Yeah. Oh, the oh, we yeah. sports so sports? into ping pong oh sports. yeah Resort, right? Yeah. Resort, yeah. yeah, yeah, big into that, and uh, and then yeah, all the older games too, and like replaying Zelda on there was mm-hmm. the best. And Ocarina of Time showed out. So, yeah, what did you guys play? A lot of Wii Sports, a lot of Trauma Center, and Trauma, Trauma Center. Trauma Center. Oh my god, really good game. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I don't know. It, 
I was a surgeon at that point. I think you felt prepared to be. I felt like I was prepared. I don't yeah. ever ask you to do a surgery, but no. maybe I unless you have a remote in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably know a little more than the the next guy then. More than point. most doctors, I'd say. Oh, well, that too that might be too much. No, I don't think I know. If there's any that. doctors in the audience, we're so sorry. Yeah. We're, we're not. Shabazz is not. I don't want to do a surgery. Doing any surgeries anytime soon. I guarantee you, there are no soon. doctors in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they come. You yeah. never know. Uh, yeah. The big one for me, like I remember when, like when the Wii was announced, and it was like, oh, it's going to be able to play all like the previous Nintendo systems and in me being dumb and still being dumb now, but I was just like, how are they going to have a machine that could play all these different cartridges? I'm like, Oh no, it's going to be downloads. You big dummy yeah. be able to download them and play them. And yeah. So yeah. for me, like smash brothers brawl was, a, was a big one. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we sports, I had to spend, I think I, I probably had like thousands of hours of my life into that. Uh, I, I like getting pro in all the sports, getting like the pro level in all the sports. Oh yeah. I think when it came to baseball, there came to a level. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to beat these guys. Like any 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 pitch I threw them, they would like out right away. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I I think you should be very proud of that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Put it on my resumes anywhere I go. There's still a um, a Mario Kart 64 cartridge that is floating around one of our apartments where uh, Matt and I for years were doing time trials against each other, <laughs> trying to just shave off like a half second on Sherbert land or something and like <laughs> we were going so hard at the time trials and cutting all the corners and making all the jumps, making the drifting at Koopa the right Troopa time. beach jump every time. And <laughs> yeah, dri obviously drift into that orange E. Mm -hmm. um, just when you say about how much time and being proud of like, you know what, there's a cartridge out there that is a trophy yeah. of time. <laughs> Who has the best time right now still? Oh, it was always me. It was yeah. always me. I always <laughs> just just pushed through okay. a little further. Next time we ask, uh, we talk with Matt. We have to ask him too, just to see the stories. He'll, uh, he will lie. He'll he will lie. lie eh? Lie. We'll okay. Lie. Yeah. I'm glad we have it on the record so, that he's going to lie. No. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on Goldeneye. <laughs> I was the champion of Goldeneye as well. Uh, I think it's because I was such a video game champion among our pals in those days, so hard that it hurts them to admit it. Mm. And and look back and say Jay was always winning, uh, but that's just reality. That's just how it how it went down. Todd goes. That's, that's me that? in the group. That, I'm always winning. That's true. Always, you oh, wouldn't winning at the bottom. Or I don't know. They let me win. Yeah. I'm not too sure. <laughs> now we are talking about just. I'm talking about just the, like Mario Kart time trials here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. There's a lot more tied yeah. to it. We usually unplug his controller. <laughs> like, You're doing so good, Andy. You're so good, man. <laughs> this is offline. It's okay. Yeah. I'm still good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you when you're looking at like obviously Nirvana band the show and looking at different locations, uh, ANC Games is one of the spots that uh, mm. you guys hit up at, when you were doing like the. Um, the the stream like yeah. for the game Golden 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 stream, yeah. uh, was that like a spot for you guys that you would always go to or like how did you go oh, yeah. about like choosing your spots or even like the Rivoli like why was it the Rivoli that like was that beacon for you guys it, it was such a mirror of our lives like everything in that show was just our lives like we if it came up where we're writing an episode and then we say, oh, we could do a speed run. Oh, and we'll go to ANC Games. And it's just an immediate, like, yes, because we go there every time we walk by and we, uh, we lived right near it. So all those locations and, and all of uh, the show were places that we frequented just in our lives. And so that was the, uh, almost a way of writing. We knew we were on the right track if we were doing something that was just personal. 
And then we can just sort of be ourselves and all those weird sort of inside joke things that would just happen naturally would end up kind of giving um, the scenes this kind of authenticity um, where it felt real because it was real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that means also all the props that you have in the show, they're all pretty much your stuff. Yeah. Back in the day when we were doing our web show, we had the National Post come over to do a cover story uh, for us. And they were like, hey, check out this. They were like, let's really shine a light on this cool web series that these guys are doing about Toronto. And the um, writer came in with a photographer. And our apartment at the time in our old house was just completely full of junk. And we had a table just full of, you know, wrappers and McDonald's cups and you know controllers and just junk and because we were like you know 21 or something and and the photographer comes in and he's looking around this place he's got his tripod and he's just <laughs> like um and we're like oh do you want us to like clear the table or something and he goes no 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 this is good <laughs> and so the cover story like I have it framed up somewhere and it's just us sitting on the couch, just completely vignetted with like complete junk. <laughs> it's just us in a total sty, and we didn't even realize that it was like, uh, like uh, an, an angle that the photographer saw. <laughs> That's amazing. What keeps you guys working together after all these years? Like, what's like? Do you guys fight? Like, how do you get over that? Like, are you just like we're beyond fighting? Or are you just no? We just fight all the time, but surprisingly, not much about like creative work or creative decisions like something that our whole team is really good at is being very real with each other about what we think works creatively like and people can come in hot with an idea and you can come in you know before you've even heard how people are reacting you can tell like when somebody's got the idea and like i was thinking about it and it works because of this and this and this and you know when somebody pitches you an idea like that and, and you're like, the more you're talking, the more you're going to make it hard for me to say, I don't like this idea right. because you're so invested in it. And luckily, nobody has um, an ego that wants their idea to succeed, even if it's kind of logically broken down or some holes are poked in it. Like, We all have this great... Um, ability to just, sort of just like keep refining things and being like, well, what else is wrong with it? Oh, I found something else wrong with the idea. And that's a, a, a success. Mm -hmm. That's a win. If you can find something wrong with an idea, a way to make it better, then you look like a hero in that moment. Where I've been in a lot of other creative situations where people just are like, let's just make sure we're all getting a kick at the can at this and let's make sure we're, let's just finish it or. I really like working with these guys for that reason. I, love that. I just want to circle back to Blackberry really quickly. And what was your, what was your inspiration behind the score for that movie? And is there something that you really want people to listen out for? Like, okay, that's the, the Easter egg I put in there. It's the sound I put in that I really want people to hear. Yeah, the, the first thing th that I thought of when we're making a movie about Blackberry was just the modem sound. I grew up listening to this dial-up modem sound that three note <laughs> like everyone knows that and I'd never heard that sort of synthesized into a like melodic idea before so I took that three note um, motif and just sort of 
made sure that that was the kind of nucleus of uh, harmonically what the score was doing, which the score couldn't often have the room to do too much in a movie like this. It was a very bombastic and like intense movie that was just very relentless. And so the score also needed to kind of, you know, support that. But it ended up being just a lot of just like driving undercurrents of pulses and things. And um, it was nice to have beyond that a melodic um, piece that sort of felt right in a kind of strange way. So yeah, there's a lot of that. And, and the soundtrack, a lot of people are asking me when the soundtrack is going to be released. And I can't say exactly when, but it is going to be released officially, oh, amazing. which is fun. So I'm putting that together. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, should we go to the audience? Yeah, let's see. If questions. you guys have any questions for Jay yes. or for us, let us know. Here, yes. Hi, Jay. Massive fan. Um, hey. I wanted to know when you find your lacking motivation, your creation process, how do you jump over that hurdle? Oh, boy. You want to get dark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> dark room. Um, I, I, I want to recommend that Rick Rubin book oh. on creativity. Um, and you should get it on tape too because he reads it and he's got a really great meditative voice. But my God, do you ever need to have faith? Um, I'm not typically a faithful person person like uh, per se um, but ha having trusting in the process and trusting in the magic of, of, of creativity and um, believing that you know something that doesn't exist will become in, into existence if you trust the process and you gr grind in all ways um, when something is finally completed you'll look back and all those dark moments are kind of this, it all creates the sum of all parts. Like you went through that all to get to where you are. And so the more and more that I finally end up, you know, bloody and bashed crossing over the finish line, I try to look back and go, let me try to enjoy that a little more next time. Because that's part of it. Like the darkness of not, because you're in, you're literally in the dark. The thing doesn't exist yet. And sometimes you can feel like you're not finishing what you're trying to finish because you feel like you're so far. But I've had many times where I, I either it's writing or, or music or comedy. It's not right. It's not right. It's miles away. It's miles away. And then, oh, what if I just do it? Oh, it's done. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. You never know how close you are. Um, so just really trying to um, keep your head up and in, in those dark moments know that you are in a process that is work. So that means a lot. Talk. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. I Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You're gone. Thank you. Any, anybody else? Anybody have any other oh, questions? Right over here. The human mic stand. Just <laughs> <different>. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hi. So I don't have a movie question, but uh, I just want to know what is your favorite restaurant in Toronto? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let's go Little India. Um, just to keep on on track with uh, with getting a lot of writing done, that's where when I first moved to Toronto with Matt, we would we conspired to create the show together at that restaurant over and over again. Oh, awesome! It Thank was you. it's really good. And if you, if there are any um, you know butter chicken connoisseurs out there, mm. that's the place. That's the place. Okay. Great! Thank you so much. Yeah, amazing. 
Right over here. No. Oh, right here. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Huge fan oh. of Nirvana Band Show and everything. Um, I just wanted to ask um, about... I always, Whenever I'm watching Nirvana Band the Show, I keep thinking to myself, there must be like so much stuff that got cut. Um, and I was wondering if there's anything that comes to mind that um, you specifically remember that you thought was not a good idea and then get in or anything that was really good that you thought um, should have made the cut and didn't. Is there anything that comes to mind? I'm just curious. There's a lot of stuff that has been cut. Um, and it's always very difficult to cut things that maybe are it, it, on its own, like a really great piece of content because it's so good and nobody can argue that. But if it doesn't fit the story, you kind of have to mm -hmm. get the greater good and, and just sort of cut it loose. Um, we have a lot of stuff from our kind of half-finished season three um, that I'm still hoping we can salvage um, it keeps getting pushed down the line a little more. One thing that I did, uh, which, man, I, w I wish I could share this. Um, we had a storyline that kind of parodied The Office, um, where Jay has a job at a jingle writing place, and they're kind of broken up, him and Matt, and Matt's auditioning new um, replacements for Jay. He's trying to find a new <laughs> piano player. And so we have some, you know, weird guests and everything. But the final guest that actually gets the job right in time for me to at my storyline want to get back together with Matt and be the piano player again. And I have to come back and win the spot back over a piano duel with Ben Folds. Oh, my God. And, and, oh we, my God. and we shot this and it went as good as you could think. It's <laughs> awesome. And Ben Folds was like my one of my piano idols growing <laughs> up and so he graciously came over and we jammed and it was great um wow but we don't have that footage to share i would hopefully love to day. see it hopefully yeah. one day my i God. would love to see it one day thank you so much oh, thank oh, you sweet. thank we you we do get some like finality to what happens at the end of season two then hopefully we're getting when, when a we're, little yeah yeah i mean yeah the movie is is also going to be canonically attached um exactly how we're, we're still kind of working that out but it's all under the umbrella of of our of a reality that is uh consistent so amazing yeah well jay thank you so much for joining us thank you everybody as well for coming uh we had a great time i hope you all did Woo! as well thank you, jay. thank you for sonar for having us as well too jay has a, an awesome show on the sonar network as well too so please go check that out yeah well. dwarven moss it's a dungeons and dragons podcast so yeah oh, very cool yeah and of course, real can, nerds want to get get going on that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find us at the Movie Podcast, pretty much every social media platform that's out there. Thank you guys again so much for coming, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks. Right, a huge round of applause, everyone, for the Movie Podcast. Thank you, Jay, for joining us, and definitely check out Dwarven Moss. They were here last year in the podcast room, and it was a sight to behold. Until then, enjoy your time here on the show floor at Fan Expo Canada. Uh -huh.